It was, uh, I think it was in 1999 that Mitchell Gleber ran away and joined the fair. And he, and he never came back. He's still president of the uh, Great State Fair of Texas, which uh, starts a, uh, a big run. I think it's 24 days here at the end of the month. And so I know he's running around like crazy, but he's taking a, time, a little bit of time to spend some time with us. It's good to have you with us. Thank you for having me. Always great to visit with you. David. So is it busier now in advance of the fair or is it once the, the run actually starts that the, that the, uh, the headaches began? You know, uh, the planning really takes kind of, you know, shape over the course of the year. So uh, it's busy kind of year round now. Um, once you get a little bit closer to the fair of the summer, it starts ramping up a little bit. Uh, and then there's a little bit of a calm before the storm because all the planning has been done. Uh, we're ready to go and we're, you know, executing the setup and everything. But then once all of the exhibitors and ride operators and concessionaires show up, uh, that's when it gets really hectic about the last 10 days before opening. But this is a long run. You know, I was looking, I was, I was looking to see where it ranks and it's still, I mean, from what I see, it's still the, 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 the has the greatest attendance of any state fair in the country, but Minnesota's right behind you. They have a shorter run. They pack more in. You stretch it out over three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So we're 24 days. We're the longest fair in the country, longest running fair. And, uh, you know, there are people that uh, reach out to me from time to time and say, why don't you all extend it a little bit? And I said, well, if you look at the other fairs around the country, you know, some of the bigger fairs, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, Indiana, you know, they're, they're normally 12 days long. So, uh, this is a, a pretty monumentally long run. Uh, by the end of 24 days, our, our folks are pretty worn out. Not only us, but all the concessionaires and exhibitors, uh, they're ready to move on. And we're at the end of the fair season. So uh, this is uh, 24 days is about the, uh, the extent of what we can do. <laughs> but, you know, the flip side is I don't think people realize it, but I mean, think about the, the short term employment that you guys provide for, I don't know, I guess they must hire them early on, so maybe a month, but there are a whole lot of people who really look forward to the fair because that's their job, is working that that one-month run out at the, the State Fair of Texas. Yeah, so during uh, the State Fair, seasonally, the State Fair of Texas, our uh, payroll will actually go up to about 2,200 people. Um, then when you add to that all of the uh all of the um, employees that are hired by the concessionaires and the exhibitors and ride operators, everybody that's out here, there's about 7,000 people working out here. So we have a lot of really long time, you know, seasonal employees who come back year after year, some that have been here 50 years uh, or more. And uh, some of them actually uh, still work a normal job and they take vacation time to come work the fair as well. And then, of course, there's a lot of other people uh, that just like to come work the fair seasonally. Um, and we hire a lot of folks from uh, the surrounding community around the fair park, South Dallas area. So it's a great opportunity for a lot of people, uh, especially just prior to um holiday season you know it's a nice yeah. opportunity to get a little infusion of cash to help you with the holiday season as well you know it's also a big business too i was looking back because you all are a 501 c3 a, a not-for-profit and and all of the revenues and expenses everything else are, are pu published but you had operating revenues of over 88 million dollars last year that's a big business it is a big business especially in 24 days so uh yeah we have 
24 days to to make that uh, make it all work. You know, we we have a lot of expense that goes into setting up the fair and running the fair. And we have 24 days to make sure that we're able to maximize uh, what we're able to do from a revenue standpoint. And uh, then hopefully the weather will cooperate and yeah. people will come and uh, we'll have a great fair. And then we'll be able to turn that money around um, according to the mission of the state fair and our 501c3 to give back to fair park and improvements and uh, lots of other community initiatives that are very important to what we do here. Well, it ought to work. I, I t- it seems like the marketing has been more aggressive this year. I, I hear more about the state fair. Is that a conscious effort? I think it is. Yeah. I mean, our, our marketing folks and, and our public relations folks um, do an outstanding job of getting the word out about what's coming up at the fair. Uh, they plan all year long. They have a ramp up uh, that they do leading up to it. So a lot of what you're seeing uh, now is, you know, paid marketing. And then uh, a huge amount of it is really just uh, public relations, uh, you know, just coverage that the state fair gets of things like our food contests and you know attractions that are coming up at the fair and so we're very fortunate that uh, a lot of people are interested so it it, uh, it actually gets quite a bit of coverage and uh, that helps us get the word out and people get really excited about it well this is not the north texas state fair of texas it's the texas state fair so what's your reach for marketing are you going after the whole state uh not as much. I mean, really, there's a, a very concentrated effort uh, in the North Texas area, um, even more, even more specifically in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, our goal is to continue to expand that, to draw more people from outside of that area. But a pretty significant percentages of our visitors come from a 50-mile radius um, still. But when you look at that, let's say that 70% of those folks come from a 50-mile radius. That leaves 30% of over 2 million people that come from even further out. So it's uh, certainly a lot of folks that come in from out of town, but uh, there's so many people now in the Dallas-Fort Worth area uh, and the area is growing so significantly that, you know, we're putting a lot of efforts and trying to make sure that these folks that are moving into the area know about the tradition of the State Fair of Texas. If they're new to this area, we hope that it will become a tradition for them as it has for people that have been here forever. You know, Six Flags does that by by selling uh, season passes. They they try to get people to, you know, marketing in this area to come back multiple times, you know, stretched out over the year. What about you? Do you have many people that, that show up more than once during the 24-day run? We do. We actually sell season passes as well. And there's a very, very loyal group of fairgoers that buy season passes every year. Uh, because realistically, you know, if you come more than twice, you've uh, more than made up for uh, your money. Um, so, the folks that are, are big fair fans will buy their season passes. And uh, then there are a lot of other folks that uh, really just come out more than once uh, anyway over a 24-day period. Uh, so, yeah, we definitely uh, average a little over two visits per person that come to the fair. So has Dart been a good friend of the fair? I mean, avoid people avoiding having to find a parking space out there? Yes, it has. Um, DART has been great. They're great to work with, and uh, they offer a very nice alternative, very convenient alternative for people to get to the fairgrounds. Uh, obviously, it's more cost effective for them as well uh, in order to for them to be able to get here. And 
uh, it really um, helps cut down on the traffic around the fairgrounds. You know, the, the one dart rail station uh, uh, arrives right at the front gra uh, gate here at Fair Park. And that uh, used to be our lowest traffic gate um, before dart uh, arrived. And since dart arrived and, you know, people continue to uh, ride that more frequently, the numbers have continued to increase. And now that gate is our highest traffic gate. Wow. So, yeah, it's had a huge impact for us. So I think of events, too. I mean, Texas OU obviously comes to mind, but you have other football games, other things going on. That also attracts people from outside of the area, too, I would guess. Absolutely. Yeah. Specifically, the two football games, you know, Grambling and Prairie View are both outside of this area. Uh, a large part of their fan base comes from, uh, you know, South Texas or over in Louisiana. And then, of course, uh, Texas and Oklahoma, their fans come up from uh, Austin and uh, Norman and other areas around Oklahoma. So those are huge events. Uh, they're, they have a huge economic impact for this area. Uh, they're really good for the fair, but you know, the real winners, uh, of course, are uh, the businesses in Dallas, you know, the hotels and the restaurants yeah. uh, that uh, this influx of people come. I, I know that the uh, Texas-Oklahoma game, for instance, is one of, if not the highest um, uh, traffic weekend as far as uh, people coming into into town, you know, yeah. from a some standpoint it, it it boosts revenue tremendously now look yes, i know you're you're a you're a tenant of of fair park i mean you're sort of year round with this 24 days that are you know that are that are concentrated but but tell talk to me about what your landlord is doing out there we've been hearing for several years about plans on redoing fair park and spending money and revamping do you have a sense of of where that is and i i would guess that impacts you Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're very good partners. Uh, Fair Park First is the 501c3 organization uh, that actually uh, received the contract from the city of Dallas and took over uh, running the grounds uh, from the park department. Uh, and since that time, you know, they've been very busy planning, you know, finding ways to try to activate the park more on a year round basis and then looking more into the future, trying to figure out, uh, how to put more green space into the park. Um, so that's a big uh, initiative for them. They've been working and fundraising uh, to build a community park on one of the uh, the pretty vast parking lots that's uh, next to the Dos Equis Amphitheater here. And I would think that, uh, you know, within a couple of years, that will come to fruition. It's uh, it was a big price tag in putting something like that together. Uh, but I know that they're working hard. And then some of the concerts that you've seen coming in, you know, the Rolling Stones, Coldplay, uh, Carol G was just here at the beginning of September. Um, those are concerts that uh, they hope to be able to build upon to uh, compete and bring more and more stadium acts uh, to activate the Cotton Bowl. So, yeah, they're doing a good job, and uh, we're great partners with them. Well, it's a great treasure and, and a fun time. And, of course, it also means that the days are going to get cooler. <laughs> it's always nice to see the fair come. Mitchell yes. Glaber is the president of the Great State Fair of Texas, which begins a 24-day run on September the 29th. We wish yes. you a good run. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Great to be with you. Thanks for Barbara Conversation. Go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.